Welcome to track number two of All Out. The first step or key for us to go in all out for the Lord is to discover the mystery of his will. Amen. Now, if you read Ephesians chapter 1, there's a verse there that since I noticed um, that verse has, has always um, struck me. Alright, so let's look at that verse. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8. It says, Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Amen. That verse means that God came to us with foresight, prudence, and wisdom. He abounded towards us. That means that he came towards us and abounded towards us in all wisdom. He was wise about it and careful about it. For instance, when you preach to people, if you don't go towards them with wisdom, you won't get far, even with the truth. Many people don't like truth and they don't like change. Do you see? Have you heard it said before? The truth hurts. People don't like it. And then change also. Somehow we just don't like to change anything. Anything that we are doing, we don't like to change it. So, you need to go towards somebody. If you are going to witness, preach, minister in your church, you need to go with wisdom and prudence. Prudence means to be able to see ahead how people are going to react to your message. For instance, when I preach to you, I know some of you will listen. Some of you will listen and do. Some of you won't do anything. Some of you may even get angry with me for my message. That's how all messages are. You get it? If I raise funds, I know that some will pay. Some won't pay. So when I'm abounding towards you, I'm abounding. I have to. I should abound. With prudence means to see. I've also said the prudent man sees the evil ahead and keeps himself. So anybody who is prudent is keep is seeing things that will happen ahead of time. And so you find out that God Himself came towards us and had and is dealing with us very wisely and carefully. So sometimes He doesn't even bother to send His messenger to speak to you. He will just send a circumstance. To speak to you. Do you understand? Or he will just allow things to go on naturally. Do you understand? And then you will discover for yourself what is right and what is true. What do you think? So that's what that verse means, verse 8. Okay, the next verse. It says, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure hallelujah now that means that the will of god is mysterious the mystery of his will did you get that he made known to us the mystery of his will when we say the mystery of the missing dog or the mystery of seven oaks. You get it? 
if we go to the mystery of seven oaks, then when we get there, we ask, we've heard of the mystery of seven oaks. So what is, what is mysterious about seven oaks? Are you there? Uh-huh. Is that not what we would ask? What is mysterious about that? What is the mystery of seven oaks? Oh, the mystery is that a cat, somebody was traveling, and then he left his cat uh, in the uh, uh, town by mistake. And since that day that he left his cat there, no cat can live in this town again. <laughs> it's a mystery of seven oaks. You understand? So when somebody comes and talks to us and says, the mystery of his will, then it means you must find out what about God's will is mysterious. You understand? And there's a lot about what is mysterious. I just finished preaching in an in a American camp mysteries a whole lot of mysteries so anyway you can uh, get that if you want to but god is mysterious you know he's mysterious i never thought i would be you know uh, in panama and south america preaching you understand i was sitting in, in when i was in panama i was sitting with some of my friends from malaysia i never knew that i'll have a family in Malaysia, you know, Malaysian people who are like my family. What do you think? Is it mysterious? How how does something like that happen? You understand? Because when I saw them, we were so happy to see each other. Let's go and have dinner. Father, I mean, the father, the mother, and then the son. The son. And uh, we had a nice time. But it's mysterious that God will take me from Kolegono and make me know people in Malaysia. One time I was going to Australia and I had to pass through Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur. When they heard that I was coming, you know, he wasn't even there himself. He made them come and pick me from the airport, took me to a very wild hotel to sleep there, rest, eat, Enjoy, <laughs> and then uh, asked me if I wanted to go. I said I don't want to go anywhere. Come back for me, take me around, show me this our land, our church, and then take me back to the airport for just from the morning till the evening. My flight was in the night, and I came in the morning. I never knew that I would have my own. My, I would know Malaysians. Do you understand who relate with me? And I said, "Well, it's mysterious." See, and you don't know God's will is mysterious there are many things about God's will for your life that you don't know about you see so when there is something mysterious and you don't force to break in to the mystery of it you will not experience it you understand yeah, you will not experience it. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, it is mysterious, alright, that God has something for you that you don't know about. And I pray that you will find 
the mystery of his will for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you there? Are you glad to be here? Very good. Now, God has a purpose, mysterious purpose for my life and for your life. And we need to discover okay, this mysterious purpose. Now, to understand what I'm sharing about all that, because I feel in my spirit that there's most of us don't serve God all the way. We serve him up to a point. You know, I was telling uh, some people the other time that if white people were to become serious about Christianity, they will make most of us irrelevant in what we are doing. Because when the white people take up something seriously, you know, they go very far with it. Do you understand? It's like we, we want to fly. We'll fly. Do you understand? They flew. Do you see? When you in America and you are taking off at an airport, you see the planes about 25 in a queue, like buses waiting to take off. All the airports are like that. When September 11 happened, they had about 4,000 planes in the sky over that area. And they had to bring all of them down at the same time. You understand? So, they go far. If it is sex, they, they go far. They learn it. They do it. They sell it. Pornography. It's like this is what we want to see it. We'll do it live. We'll have live shows. Live sex. You are standing sitting here. They will have sex for you to see. You understand? Live. We take pictures. We want, we want pictures. We show which place do you want a picture of. Do you understand? They take pictures. They go all out. They study it. They have videos, books, pictures, maps, everything. How to do it. You get it? And I mean, they go far. This homosexuality, they will not just have a boy and a, you know, boy and a boy doing whatever. We want to take it further. We want to marry. We want to marry in the church and have pastors that who are also and popes and bishops, if possible, the pope. And so they press it so much that even a government, I mean, you have to accept it. Otherwise, it's like, look at the European Union. When there was one guy who said he wasn't in favor of whatever, that's his personal principle, the whole European Parliament had to be dissolved and reconvened. Because somebody says that I personally do not agree with, not that he's campaigning against it, or not that he's fighting it, but this is his principle. Once he has that principle, I mean, that's how far they take things. You know, to the extreme, to the like somebody said, we follow it to the logical conclusion. There's something we call following an issue to the logical conclusion of the matter. And they would take the issue to the logical conclusion. Are you are you listening to me? When they were spiritual, they went far, far. And they went all the way. All the way. 
very far. Right. When I was in Panama, I met a man. And I had spoken about, what did I preach about the first time? I preached about hell and so on. And he said to me, God bless you. And he said to me, in 1964, I came to Ghana. And I went to Boku. In 1964. An American Assemblies of God pastor. In 1964. And he said to me, I had a friend and his son was there with him and his son also decided to continue the missionary work so his son also came to be a missionary in Boku and one day his son was sparking the generator he used the generator and the fuel something happened with the fuel and got mixed up and it caught fire and his son was bent and his son died over there in Ghana and he went to Boku from America. He said to celebrate the life of that young boy, young man, who had also given his life for missionary work in Boku, in Ghana, in 1964. I was one year old. Yeah, there's a white man. When he's thinking about the gospel and you come to Ghana not to Accra. Not to Accra. I have never been to Boku. I have lived in Ghana all my life. All my life since I was born. I've lived in Ghana too. I've never been to Boku. Were I to send you to Boku now, you your wife and your father and your mother, they will all hate me and think that I am doing something bad to your family or that there is a reason that I have in my mind for which I am sending you. I'm about to send some people. I'll see how they will respond to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch them. (laughs) I'm talking about all out. Yeah. 1964. Where were you? You were a dream. Either your parents had not yet met. They had not yet fornicated for you to be born or had sex for you to be born, whatever you were born out of. Some of us were products of sin. As you are moving, you are a product of sin. to take it seriously 
we, most of us will become irrelevant. I'm telling you. Our type of gospel, which is it's like we are people that are chained to things, linked to things. No one having a full heart for this thing. You know, so much explanation that has to be done to explain for us to do the work of God. When they did it, they did it. I was in Uganda and I went to this place they call Martyrs of Uganda, where martyrs, people were martyred for Christ, 22 of them. And you had this one missionary, he came there and he led some few villagers to Christ. And they were harassing him, I think, and he had to leave. And they caught the few villagers who said they were Christians. And they wrapped them in mats and lighted fire to the mat and burned them. Yeah, 22 of them. 22 Catholics and some Anglicans also. That's what they call Martyrs of Uganda. Many of you have heard Martyrs of Uganda. That is it there. If you go to, next time you go to Kampala, you see it there. People have suffered for God, oh. And for what they say they believe. So I am, uh, you see, and we are so different. We are trying to pull along a group of people who partially believe what they say they believe. And who are always hoping that God will not touch their precious things. And their precious lives and visions and ideas. You understand? And God will not interrupt. Even for you to come here, you are brave. Yeah. We know our man, what he's coming to say. Kill yourself for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Are you listening? Yes. So, I think that it's time for us to do something fully. God is looking for priests. God is looking for priests. People who will be priests. Most of us consider to be a priest a derogatory thing. Huh? Mercy. Mercy. Hallelujah. But God wants us to be priests. Amen. Turn with me to Revelation. It is a blessing to become a priest of the Lord. Amen. Amen. There is a verse that I want to show you. Revelation chapter 20. It says, and I verse 4. And I saw thrones. Amen. Amen. Or let's read verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them. I see you in a throne. And they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, 
Neither had received his mark upon their heads, nor or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were fulfilled. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath a part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. And but they shall be priests of God and of Christ. And shall reign with him a thousand years. Hallelujah. But they shall be priests of God. God is the highest blessing that God can give you is that you should be a priest for him. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen after people are resurrected and so on. We are all going to be made into priests. That is, that is a very great thing to be, is a priest. And God wants us to be priests, workers, people who love him and whose work is around, in and around God. How many want to have work in and around the Lord? Amen. It's a blessing to have work in and around the Lord. Amen.